Hello, and welcome to the Pragmatic Live podcast series, where we tackle the biggest challenges facing today's product management, product marketing, and other market and data-driven professionals with some of the best minds in the industry. I'm Rebecca Calajaris, Vice President of Marketing at Pragmatic Institute and your host for this episode. Today, we are joined by Travis Kaufman, VP of Product Growth at Gainsight. Welcome, Travis. All right. Thank you, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. So today, Travis and I really want to dig into the topic of how technology changes the way we interact with our customers. And I think, Travis, if you give a little bit of your own background and a little bit about Gainsight, that will help put some of the rest of the conversation in perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, to, to start off with my, my background a little bit, I've, I've been a, a jack of all trades, which I think has been fantastic and horrifying all at the same time. Um, you know, I had a, a software engineering background, really working in enterprise software for my entire career. Um, my roles have evolved into uh, being responsible for, you know, all product development, product marketing, um, business development at times. Um, and now what I find is a very interesting uh, role of product growth. Um, so, you know, leveraging your product to drive business outcomes. Um, and so Gainsight is a, a, a company that helps organizations grow their business uh, by retaining customers and identifying uh, upsell cross-sell opportunities. And that can span a, a really a myriad of, of um, touch points that you have with your customers. And so we have offerings that support a customer success organization that is going to operationalize and, and engage with customers. Uh, we also have a product experience solution uh, which, help, which helps product teams identify opportunities to build the product and engage with the, your users directly. So all of that around kind of the, the core value that, that we're helping companies achieve is, is to, um, you know, to help their customers deliver on the outcomes that they want, right? Which is a core tenant of, of kind of how we operate here is that unless our customers are successful in achieving the outcomes they want, there's no way that our organization is going to be successful as a result. Awesome. All right. So a good, you got, like you said, jack of all trades, you guys in your, um, your whole platform is sort of around that customer experience. But I mean, I think even if we think wider than that about the different ways that technology changes how we interact with our customers, I think we have some good stuff to dig into there. So one, I think is something that your company definitely focuses on is how do you complement the human touch um, with product touches? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, something that's, I think, fundamental to everyone in product, and this has been true of, of, of my experience, you know, building enterprise software, is that there was this perceived notion that product teams were behind the scenes and that our, our value was based upon the delivery of the product or the delivery of the feature, and that there were all these other teams that were responsible for helping customers achieve value. Uh, you know, marketing is helping to, to craft messaging that's going to attract a buyer and your heavier, uh, you know, customer success organizations you know, working to make the customer successful. I think there's been a, a, a massive shift and a good one at that um, that's challenging a lot of, you know, the product thinking. Um, and, and that's the fact that uh, for enterprise companies specifically is that you have historically had, uh, you know, a high touch, potentially a high touch model where you have account teams that are managing a portfolio of accounts. They have weekly check-ins. They're typically with their, you know, their primary stakeholder. But then behind that are all of the users of the product, which is, you know, oftentimes either abstracted from you as a product leader, you're trying to get feedback from everyone, all of the stakeholders involved. Um, and now what's, what's happened is that, um, you know, we've adjusted to as far as meeting our customers' expectations uh, that are on the rise, right? So the, the fact that people demand or customers demand 
even enterprise software, that it's going to be actually helpful. It's going to be uh, thinking about what they need next and being able to respond back to them. Um, and in that, in that vein, you have a lot of organizations that are accelerating their growth with product-led growth strategies. And, and fundamentally what this means is that your, your products are now a vehicle-free communication with your customers. Whereas before that was something that had to be custom built and custom developed. I think our technologies have evolved in such a way to meet and ideally exceed the expectations of our customers. And so what I find uh, you know, enterprise software companies now are challenged with is how do you incorporate a, um, you know, efficiencies in your, your account management practices, your customer success practices, how do you create efficiencies with your product, right? So one, one very simple example is, you know, onboarding a new customer. I was uh, at a, um, you know, a few companies ago, um, you know, we were met with a challenge around um, our primary stakeholder that our, our success team was, was communicating with. They were very, very happy. And the users of the product, unfortunately, were not. There was this lack of training and education for every single user that was coming into the product, and that was causing a, an element of, of churn. And this was actually a challenge in, one, helping our account teams get visibility into what adoption looked like. Um, so this gets into you know, some of the data aspects of what information around product usage that can be given to uh, your customer-facing teams and make them more effective. Um, and, and also um, allowing your customer facing teams to interact with more than just the primary stakeholders, the actual users themselves to, to facilitate a more streamlined onboarding process and training of users that for many clients may come and go. Um, and so the experience that I had is that we were, we were wrestling with this dynamic of, you know, our, our champions loved us, uh, we had, but the users were, were not being, you know, given that same, uh, you know, the high touch treatment that our, our st primary stakeholders were. Um, and so ultimately this became a, a product challenge, right? Is that, you know, we, we um, you know, we're operating in a, in a way where we expected the delivery of the feature itself for our users to understand the value and to understand how to use it. And, and there was this massive gap between what we were delivering as far as product capability and the, necessary training and education uh, afterwards for the users themselves. Um, so that, that's, that's certainly one facet of how I think how we interact with our customers has changed over time. Um, another facet uh, related to that, and this is again a challenge that is, is cast back onto the product team, is uh, this disconnect that can happen when customers are, aren't able to interact with your product and realize value on their own. Right, so traditional sales process, you have you know, marketing teams you know, crafting brilliant messaging to attract customers. You have your sales organizations you know, trying to identify value and, and amplify the strengths of your solution. You sign the customer, everyone celebrates, the customer then moves into a post-sale quote unquote you know, um, status and your, your account teams get involved, your customer success organization works to make them successful. Well, there's a massive gap that can exist, this value gap or an expectation gap that your prospects have around what value they will receive and what they will actually get through that, that model. And so I've been fortunate enough to now be working at an organizations that, that uh, you know, very much believe in a try before you buy type model to where customers can try your product. They can uh, realize value uh, ahead of making a purchase. Um, and that has shifted a lot of, I think, um, kind of standards around customer acquisition models. Um, but again, I think it's also to, it's to the benefit of the, the buyer, which I think 
is a starting point for all of us that need to think about who are we really trying to deliver value to, and it's the buyer and the user of our products. Um, and so it creates potentially a, a, a little tension into you know, uh, the, the traditional handoffs. Your product is now much more involved in creating an impression with your buyers. Um, and, and that can be, um, I mean, that's something that needs to be worked through for companies that are moving from a kind of a traditional marketing and sales-led model to a product-led customer acquisition model. But I think it's really interesting, right, when you talk about how can technology help with touch points with customers, you're absolutely right. Not only are buyers and users different, but, you know, you first buy a product and you get training and you get this, like, really great hands-on training where people walk you through it and they, they kind of put you on a trip. But as your users turn over, mm -hmm. um, it's not efficient or effective to try and recreate that. So how can your technology deliver that ongoing training um, from their perspective and not what the buyer wanted? And I think that's, to your point, is a really good way at which to leverage technology um, to expand the number, the reach, and the type of touches we can do with different personas and, and people who interact with our products. Mm -hmm. I mean, another, uh, another challenge I think that, that faces you know, many product teams is that we have this finite set of uh, ability to develop and solve customer problems, right? It's a finite set of development team resources. And now to have someone you know, coming to the table and say, look, your product now just can't deliver the functionality that uh, your customers need. It now has to understand and be able to interact with them in a way that makes sense for them. Like it's just, it's a, a you know, a mind blowing type of, it, it feels like a Herculean effort to make that happen. And I think this is where some of the technologies, Gainsight product experience platform is, is, is one of those that, you know, takes the, um, you know, takes the effort off of the development team to be able to monitor what your users are doing and be able to respond to them directly while they're in the product. So, you know, understanding the context on an individual user basis. New user comes into the product, there's a, um, a, a set of information that you know about them as a result of how much interaction they've had with your product. And so you don't need to treat them as though you treat a, an advanced power user, right? You know that they are different. And you now have these abilities to, to create uh, new learning materials and learning paths through your product. You can reduce barriers of friction to them adopting and learning how to use it. Um, so this is you know, one of the ways I think technology has made a lot of things possible and uh, helped, I think, the product community deliver more valuable products to their customers because they can now focus on their core set of functionality to deliver. And they have this extra layer that sits on top of their applications that helps them, uh, you know, helps bridge that gap between users understanding conceptually the value of what is delivered and then actually realizing it through a set of you know, onboarding and, and, and specific messaging that comes into your product. Awesome. All right, so that's some of the ways it can, it, it can definitely help with our customer experience. What about all the different data now that we get from technology? A little bit about this is kind of what you just talked about with you can see master users or expert mm -hmm. users, but what other kind of data can we gather about our customers that would change the way we support their experience? Oh, it's a great, great example. There are, um, you know, I find technologists, we try to find all the digital signals and we kind of get really excited about all the digital touches and the, the button pushes and all that. But there is a, a huge facet of information that is related to the relationship that your company has with, uh, with that buyer, that user. So account level information. So for enterprise companies, is the account considered healthy? Has there been a, a turnover of your primary champion? 
Um, all of those things are different characteristics that you, you will interact differently with. Um, an example is, um, you know, your, your customer success organization who knows your individual accounts very deeply, you know, they have a way of collecting information that is not necessarily easily represented um, in, in a digital touch, right? So they have acknowledged that this, you know, account potentially is at risk. You may not want to approach that at-risk account with some brand new idea that you want to validate. So this is one level of information that you can use to decide who you approach with a given topic. So it's another set of information. So you have kind of the, the user level information, which I think um, many of us you know, recognize and understand. We look at product analytics solutions to help us see what people are doing and not doing. You have all of this um, information of the kind of the out of the non-digital touches um, and also the relationship, right? So the customer status, are they a renewing customer? Are they in their onboarding period and in a state of learning, right? If that's the case, you may not want to present to them a, you know, this, this next, uh, you know, super advanced uh, search capability when they're really just learning how to, you know, turn the machine on, so to speak. So there's a good set of information that lives out there that can all be reconciled to help you one segment your users and then interact in a very personalized way with each segment of customer. Do you have any examples you can share of ways that either you or maybe some of your customers have leveraged this type of data? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, for, for many companies, there are um, multiple personas within an application. And so one facet of information that, that is pulled in from potentially your, your CRM um, is who that person is right? Are they a sales user or a marketing user? Oftentimes information that doesn't necessarily live within the product itself. That information was pulled in and they are able to onboard and guide users to specific areas of their product without them having to, um, well, using that information to create a more personalized onboarding experience. Uh, do you have some examples of yours or your customers that you could share? Yeah, absolutely. Um, for example, um, you know, the company's now rebranded, their name is Onclusive, they're formerly known as AirPR, um, and they had a set of different users that were entering their product, and they had information about uh, the users in, in their CRM, right, through uh, data pens, through other, other solutions in their CRM, so they were able to pull in the, the job function, job role of each user into their product, so at the time the user logs in, they have information to then create uh, a guide for a specific type of user and walk them through different functionality that's relevant for that user. So again, it's a different set of data that doesn't naturally live within the product itself. Do you know what kind of results they saw? Uh, yeah, actually I, I do. So what, what they found, what they were trying to optimize for was an increase in adoption of specific capabilities. And it's actually reduced the time of their onboarding uh, significantly. I think roughly they saw a 30% increase in uh, the rate in which new customers were being adopted and successfully using the features that they had uh, identified as delivering the most value to that specific persona. All right. Yeah. All right, Travis, what about, you know, technology has done lots of good things, but are there some places maybe where it has hurt the customer experience? Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is something that as, you know, new types of technology are introduced, there's a, a flex period where you're trying to to, to wrangle in what is the most efficient and effective way to go about it. I mean, this is something similar um, we saw with the email, right, technologies that users are becoming abused and spammed with email and, and over time that the value is shutting off. 
Um, you know, the same is true with using your product to communicate uh, in-app engagements, right? So if you're looking to guide users, you don't want to have an, uh, an abundance of interactions that you're saying, hey, you've done this, now do this, right? There's a, there's a, a cadence that you want to establish. You don't want to overwhelm your users. Um, and so that's one of the challenges that's often both perceived and very real. When you have a large organization, you know, think of your marketing organization looking to promote an upcoming webinar. You have your product team looking to release uh, a new set of capabilities and publish out release notes in the application. You have your account management teams or customer success teams looking to drive adoption of specific capabilities. And so that's, I would say, you know, one area that you want to take a look at is what is the uh, priority of the type of communications that you have uh, for an individual user and take the perspective of the user in mind. So put your, put yourself in their shoes and, and try to think of how, uh, you know, making sure that you're not blasting them with too many interactions. I think it's a, something that we've learned from the email universe that is now, you know, slowly creeping up as a potential issue of, you know, using your product to communicate with users. Awesome. All right, Travis, we've talked about lots of different things today in terms of the human experience and the customer experience and how technology can support both. Are there any particular takeaways that you want the audience to think about? Two things maybe that they could do differently tomorrow based on what we talked about today. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, I'd say the first is to, one, help your customer-facing teams by getting them information about what your customers are doing in your product, help get it into their hands, right? I think that's, that's one thing that we can do. Um, and the second is, is to make sure that as we are, um, uh, we are looking at different data sets that we're taking advantage of potentially the non-digital data, the footprints that customers are leaving as they interact with your account teams. So, um, for example, right, so your support organization is responding to customer inquiries all the time. And one of the things that is beneficial for them to provide a better customer experience is to be able to see firsthand what were the things that the user was doing in the product just leading up to filing a support ticket, right? The experience that they can deliver to your customer is enhanced by the, the, the information that resides typically within the product arena. Um, and the, the same is true with the, the feedback that you gather. Um, you know, after your success organization captures kind of these, these key takeaways from business reviews, make sure that that feeds into your feedback process into whether you can understand what is working and not working and where you need to make future product investment. All right. That's awesome. Okay. Anything else, Travis, that you want to make sure our listeners know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Rebecca. So one thing I do want to share is that you don't have to do this alone. Um, you know, there are technologies out there that can help you do that. I would suggest taking a look at Gainsight BX as a potential solution to help you, one, get information uh, from many places to, for where you can learn from what your customers' needs are, and then also take that information and make your account teams more, more productive. Um, so again, we uh, are big believers in try before you buy, so we welcome you to go to gainsight.com px and start that free trial. I'd love to hear your feedback. And, and I actually know that that's 100% true, listeners. If you've got feedback, they are uh, a company who, who seeks that out and definitely appreciates it. So uh, any feedback we can give would be great. All right. Well, thank you, Travis. Uh, thank you, Rebecca. All right. That does it for this week's episode. Please be sure to join us next week when we tackle another great topic designed to help you elevate your product, your company, and your career. 